What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. January 4th, 2021. It's a new day, but it all feels old. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, here to talk about Legends Night, the first Monday Night Raw of the year. I'm joined by Alfred Kanawa. Kanawa or Kanawa? Kanawa. Kanawa. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Sorry, I apologize. Mangling everyone's name. It could be like the Needheart Neidhart thing all over again. And uh, (laughs) Matt Morgan, again. It's because I don't have a preference in Rubenstein or Rubenstein. Was so just I just gonna, think, was just gonna say he butchers his own name. Yeah, <laughs> I think I grew up being so flexible about my last name. Yeah. I assume everyone's equally flexible about theirs. I'm actually pretty flexible. I go Kanoa or Kanua, either or. I got both, so I didn't. You know, if you got close enough, I'm fine. There I go with go. I go with Morgan for what it's worth. Morgan. Right. <laughs> He's French. Uh, All of this more entertaining than tonight's Raw? Perhaps. Um, Matt Morgan, Legends Night, seeing... uh... Since we're talking about this, can I tell the folks a much more entertaining story? It was Matt Morgan when he was crank calling people. When Total Phone first came out, for those of you that are our age, when you could click over and call another buddy. You have three of you on the phone, right? And then you tell your other buddy, who also has Total Phone, so there's three of you best friends on the phone at the time, go ahead and start crank calling people. And when I would crank call people, I'd be the voice. And I would say, my name is Tam Nagron. That is Matt Morgan backwards. Thinking I was so (laughs) slick and so cool. And with some terrible crank call. So there you go, folks. What I just talked about was much more exciting than what happened on Monday Night Raw tonight with questionable at best legends. Well, no, we had legends. Don't get me wrong, but there was some. Isn't there like... Aren't legends. They're not Is, legends. Isn't there some sort of weird, like almost sociopathology of wanting to get caught that you think when I'm going to use a fake name, I'm going to use a puzzle <laughs> or an anagram yes. for my name as opposed to something completely made up. It's like, there's got to be a story. So if, if you have a worthy adversary, they could Sherlock Holmes it and figure out who you really were. Yes. Why not just say like Burt Jones or Chris Thomas or like, why my name backwards? The Why? greatest criminals always want to get caught. They always leave a trail so that possibly somebody can get them. This is what the Zodiac Killer did. 
<laughs> I have the gene in me, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, if you miss Monday Night Raw, this far more entertaining. Way better, yes. Than what we saw tonight. Oh, my God. I can't believe this didn't uh, This didn't even make sense. And the thing at the end with Goldberg coming out. And so it's going to be Goldberg versus Drew with the Royal Rumble, right? Okay. They, okay. Mm, okay. Sure. All right. If I saw that on paper, I'd be, okay, that's cool. Right? I would. Kind of forced, but yeah. Forced. And I know I don't mean to like cast a, a wide net with this, but just like Goldberg, every time I see him, it's like, dude's looking really old. And I know he's still in better shape. Well, he's certainly in better shape for his age than I am for mine. And I'm not that much younger so, than him. But still. okay. So I went yeah. back and I'm like, all right, his traps aren't what they were. Cause I'm like, what looks different about him, right? He still looks friggin' amazing. Sure. And I'm like, what does, I hope I look like that at his age. And I'm like, what is it? Is it maybe it's the gray beard, right? Maybe that's what it is. And I go back to WCW and I watch. He had a little bit of gray in that beard back then. If you go back and watch, hit pause, look closely, zoom in. I'm a psychopath. I did this. And <laughs> he had a little bit of gray in that beard back then, even in his when he was red hot. So I don't know what it is. Is it he's guys not as big as he was because he's still in great shape? I shouldn't think, I less think he of looks him. fine. Right, he I like how he good. looks. I think he looks. I mean, he's obviously a little older, but I mean, he's shredded. And he's, he looks pretty much exactly how he did uh, in the '90s, just with the gray beard, which doesn't throw me off. My problem is how they use him. Is that nobody ever gets over with Goldberg? It's either he faces somebody at his level, uh, or he beats somebody beneath him. That's usually how they use him. And you know, this time they're going to use Drew McIntyre. Will probably go over him, but I mean, it's not like Drew McIntyre needs that win. You don't think so? Not necessarily, no. Not all they've done with Drew McIntyre. He's been the best book babyface in all WWE, and like they've done everything with him. And I'm, you know, I really don't think he should have lost to Randy Orton earlier this year. But other than that, they've done a great well, job with Drew McIntyre. Besides, if there were fans, I wish there was fans for his run. He deserves it, right? Right. But like, other than beating Brock, what big star is he beating? He beat That's Randy a couple of times. I mean, I, he beat Randy a few times. He uh, he beat Lashley, which not a lot of people get to do. Uh, I, and in addition to that, they've just done so many little things with him that they don't do. They don't 50-50 him. Uh, it was months before he first That's legitimately true. got laid out. Like, he would get laid out. They're not 50-50. They're not 50-50 is probably the biggest thing you said, actually. Yeah, yeah. He's clearly positioned at, like, a hair above just so about everybody else. You don't think a win on Goldberg is good for the – It'll be good. It'll, it's not Better something I think he needs, but like you said, with a crowd, I think it would be great a great spectacle to see. But I don't yeah. think like Drew McIntyre will be any different if he beats Goldberg, and, and yeah. you know things will change next week, two weeks from now, a month from now. I don't but, think people are even going to remember it. But like, is there anybody? Well, yeah, The Rock. If he beats The Rock, people will talk oh, about yeah. that. Sure. Right. Yeah. But there, that's the only person I can name like that. Well, like if he if they had Hogan compete tonight and someone whooped Hogan's ass, it'd be like that'd be a big freaking deal. He can't wrestle though. I know, but that even so, you'd still be like, this is insane that they're gonna have someone beat Hulk Hogan. Like just bring him out of retirement to have someone kick his ass. Like I'd pay to see that. (laughs) that Do a cinematic thing with smoke and mirrors. Yeah, why not? They did that with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar effed him up. Yeah. I'm just so I think there are other ones that would make a statement. Now the reverse though is true is if Goldberg beats Drew, it's like what happened when Goldberg beat Kevin Owens or the Fiend. We go, oh my God, they really don't believe in their current champion. They're having Goldberg come back to go over uh, you know, him at this point. I think it's one of those things where um Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. that'd be terrible. Terrible. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, wow. it's like it's like I mean, literally a glass ceiling. It's literally saying like, "Hey, uh, you're good and all, but B plus is about as good as it's gonna get for you." You know? Oh, B plus, <laughs> B plus. <laughs> What's that from? Christmas, oh, uh, Christmas story. Christmas story. Oh, Thank of course. Much. I just saw that too. Yes. Well, it's the time of year. Yeah. <laughs> Karana Shah, $5, saying Eddie Kingston's speech to the roster on being the elite, 100% incredible, poetic oh! and beautiful worlds. Words, okay. uh, true meaning definition of a locker room leader right there. So for the very first time in the history since being the elite has been on and I've covered Raw, I have not seen be the elite. The <gasps> governor, my, my excuse, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, was here today in our city, our little tiny city of Longwood. So I've been with the governor, as it were. Uh, Glenn, you'll appreciate that all day. Yes. And, uh, I swear to God, I've been so damn swamped. I didn't get a chance to get to it, but I will watch. I've yet to miss a BTE. But episode. yet you watch Monday night raw. You couldn't think like, uh, Hey, governor Sanders, you want to go out, maybe get some <laughs> dinner get a drink, talk about my political future, see what we could do for Longwood. You know, so, like, no, I got to watch raw. So if Dedication. wrestling was cooler back like in the attitude era, damn, yeah. he would have asked me that. Yeah. That's the problem with today's wrestling. It's not cool anymore. I'm surprised you didn't be like, hey, let's go swing down uh, uh, Tampa Stadium, check out Legends Night. You know, I'll take you around and introduce some people <laughs> back there. I know you want to meet Tatanka, you know. <laughs> or Carlito. Carlito's my boy, but dude, you know, I'm not going to hate on him. Uh, Jody Shauna Jenkins. Oh, this relationship. The lack yes, of Turkey Boys. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, I remember. Can I just say really quick for the record, yeah. Jody Shauna Jenkins, this is your best super chat to date. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Jerky Boys. Yes. Uh, saying, boys I remember today. buying Jerky Boys CDs, The King of Crankles. I saw the Jerky Boys movie in theaters opening night. I oh, knew it. Yeah, of course. Frank Rizzo. <laughs> I don't know if it's aged that well. <laughs> oh, God. Could you imagine? Oh, my that God. That just means God. it's still funny. I was a big Crank Anchors fan. I thought that yeah, was very Crank funny. Crank was great. They brought it back, too. Yeah. When that first came out, I thought that was so hilarious. Yes, absolutely. Combo Breaker Buck 99 saying, Dear God, why Goldberg? No. <laughs> <laughs> when that happened at the end, I was just like, oh, they're like the second he showed up. I mean, you just knew where this was headed. But let me ask you a question. Did you think he was coming? I think I was okay if he hadn't shown up. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. Like when? Okay, so, like I'm sorry. It, uh, no, my bad. Uh, real quick, I, like would it have meant more if he wasn't on a Legends Night episode? Do you know what I mean? Like because like yeah. he's a legend, so like Tatanka kind of overshadowed my thought. No, um, like, <laughs> I just felt like if you're gonna have Goldberg stick out, like tonight wasn't the night to do it. Yeah, there's something to be said if you're still competing. I mean, so it's like with Big Show there tonight, it was like, okay, Big Show's clearly retired. Mark Henry, clearly <sighs> retired. Like, yeah. we're drawing the line. I mean, recently, uh, recently, though. Yeah. Alicia Fox and Molina were there. Like, they could have got, they could have had a match. They both look like they're in fighting shape, ready to go. Like, I don't think either of them are done with the business. Maybe they no, are. No, no, they're not. Yeah. Or, well, I don't think Molina is. Yeah. 
And Goldberg was really positioned as like the leader of all the legends. So he was, you know, they kind of part of the Red Sea for him. And this is going to be a night where more people are going to watch than than normal because it's going to be a specialty night. So maybe they wanted to get him in front of a bunch of people to get people excited about something. I mean, they did need something to keep you watching week after week. And until that final few seconds, they had nothing. If I was a casual fan watching this show, if I made it through the three hours, there's nothing on the show that would have made me come back. But Goldberg at the very end might have hooked me if I'm the guy just coming into wrestling cold because of legends night good point but that's the difference though you know it's like in retail the difference between some people that show up for your once a year big sale and your regular customers i don't Mm -hmm. think they gained any new customers tonight but they got some people that love them a sale you know that's what they need uh, they need to sustain these things the view the viewer you got was all of our wives or if you're a female fan all of their husbands that don't watch but walked yeah. by and decided to watch for five more minutes than they'd ever watched before. Yeah. Uh, James Zimbicki, $5, saying, I watched Being the Elite and after Eddie Kingston's speech to the locker room on Brody Tribute oh, Night. Do you on. feel Kingston became the true rock locker room leader of AEW? I have to go watch this. Maybe that'll be the I championship to to replace the TNT. Don't t- stop spoiling this for me. All you guys on the biggest <laughs> AEW market know that. Stop ruining this for me. I want to watch it. Then we can talk about this on Wednesday. I promise you guys. Or hit me up on Twitter. Do not spoil this. Chris went $5 saying, it's sad that an advertisement for NXT New Year's Evil is more entertaining than three hours of Raw. It was pretty dope. That was a good ad. Dope. It was a good ad. It got me fired it up was. for the show. Uh, Matthew Pierce 499 wants to know, how much does he need to donate to end the Raw review and do Impact instead? <laughs> I'm sure Raj Geary... <laughs> You know, yes. you write check, uh, write Raj a check for like two hundred bucks, Venmo him. You know, and I think uh, you'll get yourself more impact reviews. Matthew Pierce, I feel like I should donate to you for that comment. Thank you. Yes. Uh, disgruntled New York Jets fan Justin Lopez, ten dollars. Goldberg possibly can't be going over Canny. I mean, Bray was supposed to go no. over him last year, but there was no. a rating spike that made them change plans. So let's hope there's no spike this time. LOL. No, absolutely out of the question. Anything can happen. This, this company, I nothing. I mean, it would surprise oh, me, boy. but at this moment, nothing would surprise me. Here's the thing: they had the idea of putting the title on Braun, though, so that was different. They don't have anything like that, right? Right. Who's it? Who? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Can I give you my what if? My my my, my yeah, but as it were, Glenn. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, Goldberg wins. But Keith Lee beats Goldberg for the title. Then I'd be okay with it. But that's it. That's the only yeah, but I'll have. So Keith wins the Royal Rumble, you're saying, and then beats him at WrestleMania? That is the only way I'm okay with Goldberg beating him for the title. Other than that, God, no. I don't know that they believe in Keith that much. No, I don't. Yeah, it doesn't seem like I said, I hope, I wish, and I want. Yeah, And we're getting a lot of these super chats that are saying how people are disgruntled with Goldberg. I mean, this is a random statistic, but it does fit into this. Uh, the most disliked video on WWE's entire YouTube channel was Goldberg beating The Fiend with 37,000 dislikes. <laughs> so WWE's fandom doesn't really, they're kind of cold on Goldberg right now. But uh, who knows, if the television ratings do well, WWE will probably ride that into the ground. Dude, they were red hot on The Fiend, especially then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, what the, f- what are you guys doing? 
Antoine Fair, $10, saying, so I fought myself to watch Raw. I can't with the Hogan <laughs> thing, and this company is forgiven <laughs> racism. I watched that main event, which was great, but then they had beat Keith Clean. Why? I might just watch SmackDown. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm just I'm frustrated every time Hogan shows guys, up. Antoine, yeah. brother, I told you guys. I told you when I was excited he beat Sheamus. He should beat Sheamus. He should stomp a hole in Sheamus. Keith Lee should. But I was like, it's too early. They're good. He's not. Ready. They're not going to put the title on him. I was hoping for a disruption, disqualification, something like that. I am irate that they once again they beat Keith Lee. It's a yeah. It, it, Keith Lee. I, I saw say this in a promo, and I want credit for it. Keith Lee. Some of you guys know Keith Lee. I want credit for this. I said there's not a Keith Lee growing on a tree somewhere for them to go pluck in their developmental system. He's one in a million. And he said something to that effect in one of his promos on the WWE Network. And I was like, that a boy, you're right. And I'm mm -hmm. glad to see that he believes in that because he is. He is one in a million. And I'll, I'll say this. When I was there, sure, you had a Gene Snitsky. You had a John Heidenreich. You had uh, other six foot eight, six foot nine, six foot ten monsters, right, if I didn't work out, right? You guys don't have that anymore, and you don't have anything remotely close to another Keith Lee. Stop boning it! Now, this is classic WWE overthinking with Keith Lee. I just watched the Royal Rumble 2020, uh, and this is in a baseball stadium that completely erupted when Keith Lee Whoa. came out. And that's when Keith Lee was still in NXT. He was not a main roster guy. He, Keith Lee walks out into a baseball Thank stadium. You. They erupt. They build this yeah. guy up like nothing. And then since then, everything that made him great that night completely eradicated. His, his real quick, his one on one with Brock. That at when, when we're great. when we're wrestlers, what we're taught when you have those moments and how the crowd reacts is he got what you would call a draw reaction, yes. meaning a main event star draw. People will pay money to see it WrestleMania for reaction versus Brock. That was done. He was done for. He was written. Everything was written for him that night. Yeah, and they. Boom, no, they brought him up, irritated. and then they just uh, steered it right into an iceberg. Changed his beard, changed his song, shaved his beard. It's I'm not even Keith Lee anymore. Him. Yeah, I'm his biggest, one of his biggest marks. I, I am, and I hate what they're doing with him. Right Mark Baggett pointing out the promo at the end of the show was rushed because they ran out of time. There was a very abrupt ending. Yeah, they just I, got I, enough I time for no for Goldberg to push Drew McIntyre. Like yeah. right as Drew McIntyre fell, they went off the air. Which is crazy. Like, this is your big angle, you know. And they, they did some stuff on a delay a couple weeks ago with the brace switcheroo. Like, things don't have to be live live, you know. I, I'm, I'm still fired up about Keith Lee. Like, I knew yeah. he wasn't going to win tonight. I keep I hate going back to it. But I knew he wasn't going to win. I was yeah. just irritated that they put him in this spot to begin with. Just yeah. give him jobbers to eat alive. For a year straight until you figure it out that you've got one in a million. You've got the golden ticket. You've got a lottery ticket. Finally, you idiots. And then do right by him because he, guys, I'm telling you right now, he can take this company. I know you think I'm nuts and I'm overrating him. I'm not. He can take this company to different levels. Mm -hmm. I'm dead ass serious. No offense to Drew. Drew's a friend. He looks like a million bucks. He's shredded. He's big jack. Handsome as hell. Girls probably love him. Dudes want to be him to a certain degree. That said, 
Keith Lee as your champion will hit way more demographics, way more a different stratosphere, I will argue. And that's what you're supposed to be making your champion to do. And uh, you hear him talk. I want that dude on the morning show. I want that dude representing my brand. He's insanely intelligent. He's funny. He has all these heartfelt stories. I believe him when he talks. Does that make sense? Like he's authentic. He's real. He brings a different dimension both in and out of the ring that I don't think Drew McIntyre has that that can really be uh, like a magnetic type of charm that he has that that is different from everybody else that they have there. Yep. Yeah. Louis yeah. 13, Buck 99 saying, what are the chances Botchberg strikes again versus Drew? I was distracted by Goldberg. It looked like something was healing on his face tonight. And I was like, is this still from the last time he slammed his head against against the wall? The um, locker or the wall? Yeah, yeah. So he always uh, gigs himself. His spot, when he always, when he does that, he ends up bleeding. That's just how it is. Um, but to be fair to Goldberg, he's a little older. He was a little blowed up when we were talking about Botchberg. Like, come on, dude, the dude's older. He was working with a very tall, very heavy wrestler by the name of Undertaker, who's like six foot ten, 300 pounds. And Goldberg himself was gassed. He shouldn't yeah. have been put in that situation to begin with. Goldberg's matches need to be short. So I'm hoping Drew goes through him quickly. Matt, did anyone ever come up with a good derogatory nickname based on your name, like Big Slow or Botchberg? No, but I thought like they should have been like Blueprint. Somebody needs to like, like somebody should have played off of that. I always felt like, Hmm. who the hell's the artist? Stevie Wonder? Like, like, like something like that. (laughs) Who's the architect? Stevie Wonder? Like, you know what I mean? Like something ridiculous. Like, I thought for sure somebody would say that to me in a promo. It's been probably a good 30 years since I've heard a Stevie Wonder joke, Matt. Wow, really? <laughs> but like, the blueprint? Like, what yeah. are you the blueprint for? Ble- you know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, Bear Hudson, $5, is saying, please watch Raw Talk. Mustafa Ali just cut a shoot promo on WWE on Monday night. Uh, worth the watch. And also, is why, okay. why is Cardi B tweeting WWE? Wow, I'm assuming it's a work shoot promo because, you know. Thank you, Bear Hudson. He, he didn't mention Kevin Dunn, did he? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Uh, let's see what else we got here. God, the Super Thank Chat's you. just blowing up tonight. Out. Like, and it's, Matt, have you noticed it's weird this is conspiracy? It's like Raj doesn't show up because people give more money when they don't see Raj sitting here just I with don't... the cha-ching in his eye. The anti-drop. Yeah. Bro. It's, it's, it's hilarious. I tell Raj, when we do the show, it's just me. I go, Raj, you need to be like, they don't super chat when you're here. Whenever Glenn's <laughs> here, dude, they super chat the shit out of the show. Uh, Jackson Callens. I do show both you guys. Yeah. Ourselves, so. There you go. 999. Uh, Jackson Callens, some might disagree having to use the legends for ratings, viewership, and not the current talent because the old man won't let them shine with the real potential. Sucks. Sorry, don't like this. It's late. No, it is lazy, but they're desperate. I am. I don't disagree with a single thing you just said. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Jack, this is a hotel in California. This is the, the <laughs> trap that they're in. It's like the ratings go down, the ratings go down, and then they panic and they say, we got to get all these legends in. We'll have an old school night. Then they bring them there and then it kind of sustains, but then it goes right back down and then they go back to the legends. And every time they bring the legends back, it works a little bit less effectively. Yeah. Especially how they use them. I mean, they just bury these legends. They don't make them seem like they're these time-honored legends who came from the past. They had Randy Orton go to one legend after another and just bury them. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of like the same thing with SNL, 
when SNL does the stunt casting or, you know, they kept bringing Tina Fey back or kept having Alec Baldwin back, like, yeah, pops a rating, but one, it, right. it's not special after you do it the second or third time. Yes. And then you're also not no, building not. up new talent. So no one's tuning in because they don't even know the current stars. They just tune in for the stunt casting, you know? That dynamic of, not to get too much into SNL, but that dynamic of SNL fans <laughs> yeah. hate, hating Alec Baldwin is the exact dynamic of WWE fans and Brock Lesnar. It's like Brock Lesnar's this mainstream guy that maybe will garner ratings for like mainstream fans, but a lot of the hardcores don't like Brock. That's how it is with SNL, is that yeah. people who love SNL are tired of seeing Alec Baldwin. They want to see a new guy play Trump. Yeah. Uh, King Rail, oh, 999. Baldwin as Trump? Some, the hard, yeah, some people don't. Yeah. I, I think Daryl Hammond was the funniest. Oh, he was uh, great. The Trump impressions. For Clinton. Uh, well, oh. yeah, but he did Trump also yeah. up until like 2008. There was that great sketch where he did Trump doing the Pizza Hut commercial. Oh. Uh, <laughs> one of my all-time favorites. Uh, King Rail 999 saying, I personally feel Drew has been forced on us all pandemic. I like Drew, but if he was Roman or Seth, he would have been begging for a new champ. Yep. Uh, Drew is boring in my opinion. I kind of agree. It's hard to argue that. It is hard to argue. Sorry. It is hard to argue that. I like Drew. I'm happy for his opportunity. He got to be champion. I wish he got the real opportunity in front of a crowd so we could see. Did they come with him? I think they would have come with him because if you remember before the pandemic, the fans were with him. Royal Rumble, so on and so forth. They were waiting for this. And it sucks. But that said, I'm bored by him too. And I can't believe I'm saying that. I'm more by three. I mean, I, I I think that when the crowds were here, it was great. He was on a run, and I was with him. That Royal Rumble that he won, they did everything right. Right. But he's not the guy for the empty arena. He just doesn't have that charisma that'll fill up an arena and that'll make you forget that people aren't there. Drew just doesn't have that next gear of charisma. It's just one little fault on him. I think he could still be a top star. I think when fans come back, he'll be fine. He's just not the guy who should have been champ this whole time in an empty arena just based on his persona. Yeah. You know who I thought would have been good? I thought Randy Orton was good, but I actually think Kevin Owens would be yeah. a great champ in this era because he can do so much. He's so comedic. He's so versatile. He's got that old school bruiser uh, physique. Yeah, I don't know. But I think with Drew, um, because so much of it is that crowd, the baby face, like, I don't know. There's just something about the way that they booked him. But even then, like, you know, the ping pong uh, back and forth with uh, Randy. I think hurt him. And they keep putting him in these feuds that, I mean, with Goldberg, at least Goldberg is like some serious, serious competition, you know, compared to some of the other people. Like if it's Drew versus Dolph Ziggler, I'm sorry. I don't think there's any scenario that Dolph is winning that match. Right. You know, Uh, Bigfoot Sneakerhead, 499, saying Keith Lee should win the title and hold it for a year, have Cross win the 2022 Royal Rumble Keith versus Cross at WrestleMania. No way that happens. Hang on. Win the title, hold it for a year, have cross win. Ooh, the 2022, he means next year, Rumble. Yeah. All right. Brother, I love you to death. I do, but, like, they don't have the discipline. No. This company yeah. does not have the discipline to do what you just said. That'd be money if they did. I'm sorry, Keith Lee and, and a proper built, both Keith Lee and a proper built cross is money at WrestleMania. If they yeah. did it. But they don't even have the discipline, Bigfoot Sneakerhead to build Keith Lee properly. What yeah. the hell makes things are going to do with Cross? They won't. It's like, Cross will be 50-50 before you know it. They better not do that, but I think they will. Because that's what they do to everybody. Antoine Fair, $5, saying, keep bringing this up. I tweet Keith when he posted a picture of the match. I told him, great, it was an awesome DQ finish. And they pin him. I feel responsible. <laughs> so it was Antoine's fault. What? 
He was saying that he thought it was going to be a DQ, and then uh, he he jinxed it, thinking it was going to be a DQ, tweeting it, and then they pinned him. Uh, Ethan Kaufman, $5. I actually like the You Lacey. did jinx him. I'm blaming you, Antoine Fair. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Ethan saying, I actually really like the Lacey and Rick stuff. Glad her and Peyton got the win, but we know it's going to be 50-50 booking next week, so it means nothing. Push Peyton. It's very weird. I kind of got the feeling that they might be pairing Ric Flair with Lacey Evans if they are to bring him back. Um, that kind of works in a weird way. Uh, it, they, they could it was good chemistry for what it's worth. Um, but hmm. I don't know. But it's not. I to make it like that. I don't. I mean, this might sound really weird because it's Ric Flair they're pairing with, but I think that immediately puts like a B level ceiling. Like that's a great B gimmick. I don't yeah. think Lacey is going to be the next world champion with Ric Flair as her manager, which sounds weird. But I think in this current era, I don't think that would fly as well with Charlotte. It only worked because that's that's his daughter. And also, can we just put a moratorium on the Ric Flair stay out of my life angles? Like every time, <laughs> not that they're even getting old. Like they're getting old. <laughs> But whatever, Ric Flair is just so great. And at this age, he's got those puppy dog eyes. So, like, people just yell at him, like Randy Orton earlier this summer, where he just told Ric Flair to stay out, that he's too old. Charlotte's done this before. She did it again. I'm just getting sick of seeing Ric Flair just being berated like this. And all I have to do is just sit there. It's like, this is Ric Flair. Show some respect. I think Ric Flair was on Monday Night Raw more than Charlotte Flair was last year. Yeah, yeah, he probably was. Like, he's there all the time. There's nothing special about Ric Flair showing up anymore. Yeah. You know, uh, okay, so I am air has a suggestion, Matt, uh, for uh, your derogatory nickname, Blue, Ball, Blue <laughs> Balls, Matt Morgan. Uh, yeah, eh. Blue Balls, that's just kind of <laughs> uh, uh, King Rail 499. Love Matt, but the Boo Print now the roast jokes are coming. <laughs> All love, yeah. but love chanting that at a live that show. Blue been good. Been good. Boo Print yeah. would have been good. That would have been good, but let's be honest. You know you're stealing that a little bit from Booty, so can we be honest? You are. but that it w- So it wouldn't have been around because I wasn't wrestling then. I retired. Yeah. Uh, Tony, Tony Stark's 499, AJ Styles versus Elias, a feud with two heels who have bodyguards. How is this good? That whole thing <laughs> shocked me. <down. laughs> he puts it, when he puts it that way, okay. We're like, uh, Okay, so one of them kind of has a bodyguard that he's just the same size as. Like, like Elias, don't sleep on his physique. He's about the same size, as far as muscle goes, as homeboy, his bodyguard, Jackson is, right? Leon's Duncan, I'm not reading your joke, because it's some people are going to be outraged in the community. Why? I'll read it. I'm reading somebody else's quote for the record. Leonzo Duncan, $5 Super Chat. Why Stevie Wonders and Ray Charles never were together? Because they could, because they could see eye. Like you meant eye. they could never see eye to oh, eye. That's so, what you get for being mean to Stevie and Ray Charles. You respect your legends. That's what happens when you're mean to your legends. You, you have typos. You butchered your own joke. Although, didn't Stevie Wonder have the joke uh, during the We Are the World recording that he said, you all better check your egos or I'm driving everyone home tonight. That was funny. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Did he really say that? Yeah, that's the, that's the quote as I always read it, the story. That's, um, that's another record I bought, by the way. I bought that record. Oh, we, everyone, dude, Matt, you're the right age. You're telling me your grade school class didn't sing We Are the World at a school assembly? Because mine did. 
Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, actually. Yeah, I think everyone that was in grade school, Alfred, you're a little younger than us, right? How old yeah, our song was a song after 9-11 with uh, Black Eyed Peas. Uh, Where's the love? We sang that. Wow. <laughs> but this was in a grade school. This might have been like great junior high or something. Like yeah, it's a good song. That's a great song. I, uh, I used to have such a crush on her. Fergie? Fergie. Oh, yeah. She still looks kind of good. I mean. Oh, big time. Dude, Milf Money is a banger off uh, her last record like that song oh. is legitimately fantastic hidden treasure yes uh big fergie fan in fact one of my great regrets about uh the 2000s that fergalicious never became a non-fergie adjective i think that really should have <laughs> taken to the next level uh okay before i dive into talking about kids incorporated in a wild orchid and fergie's backstory uh leon's duncan also saying this is the most interested i ever was in lacey evans it was good tonight. I thought right. Peyton looked really Thank good you, too with, uh, with her hair. Was that new tonight? The the purple dye job. I don't think that's new. I think that she's done that for a couple of weeks now. Oh, I just just noticed it tonight. So can I, um, ask, can, I can I just ask a topical a topical question while we're sure. out here? Are we not going through these matches? <laughs> People keep tossing money this way, and and Raj just sits there <laughs> no. just getting a little guys. I got thirty. I have thirty four percent battery left. So okay, okay. Alejandro Villarreal, five dollars, bro. Is it me, bro, or does Matt Riddle sound annoying most of the time, bro? Bro, but he does sound like a cool stoner, bro. Oh, Matt Riddle. No, that's his he doesn't sound like a cool stoner, bro. He looks like he looks like a dork who's trying to write for a cool stoner, bro. That's what it looks like. Yeah, and they present him as an annoying person. Whenever you see Matt Riddle talking to somebody, just pay attention to the other person's reaction. They're always produced to like roll their eyes or just look at him like, "What are you talking about?" So, and I don't know how you're creating a star by doing this, and it's not even funny, but you're that's not. how they want to use Matt, Matt Riddle. And this is a guy who just beat Lashley. Yes. So oh. let's uh, recap this, but kind of quickly. Uh, Hulk Hogan is promo tonight, yeah. hyping up Legends Night. Seemed, I, you know, I don't think I really saw anyone online that really loved this. I mean. If you have an issue with Hulk Hogan yeah, people, being there, people, you know people, how I feel. I was just, it, but, uh, yeah. just gonna say, I think that's a yeah. big part of it. People are still, people don't forget. It takes them a while to for, forgive, maybe not forget. And I, I have my reservations of both Hulk Hogan being a show and just dating back to WWE not really addressing the situation. I mean, there was that backstage locker room kerfuffle, but they kind of snuck him back in WWE by putting him on the Saudi Arabia show. And now yeah. he's just back in the family. They don't have to address any of the racism or anything like that. That's where I have a problem with this whole thing. Yeah. And I think Very fair. I, mean, I can't speak for, for everyone that was offended by it, but I do think there is a path to redemption. Yeah. There has to be, right? We're, we're all works in progress. People have to be able to show that they've what? grown and changed, but I don't know that they've done so that. Can I, can, can I ask you a question? Let me get your opinion yeah. on it, Alfred. Sure. You're an African-American, and I, we're going deep here, but it, yeah. this is you an opportunity for all of us. It's right. all of us. From the, oh, sorry. This is an opportunity <laughs> for all of us to learn, and especially our listeners and me too, all of us. What for you, as somebody who was like, what the fuck? What? What did he just say? You know, um, yeah. somebody you probably looked up to as a little kid. Definitely. Of imagining it was a little boy like the rest of us did. He says something like that, right? For you, what is that path of redemption? For me, the path of redemption is what, I mean, I guess they tried to do. I would like to see a public apology. I would like to see it addressed. Um, I, I'm not much of a cancel culture guy because I have a lot of mixed feelings about this. A, I don't like cancel culture. People B, I grew up. up yeah, exactly. Sure. A lot of people fuck up. And like when you we think all of all do. the things that uh, people have done, 
obviously that there's something that you can pull from anybody's life and cancel them. Uh, so I'm, I don't like ca- cancel culture. And I was a huge Hulkamaniac growing up. But when I saw that come out and I saw that it was confirmed to be real, it you know broke my heart in a lot of ways. And my problem is not only that you know I would like to see a path of redemption, but it just wasn't addressed by WWE. It was swept under the rug. And it's something that follows him to this day. So it's not even like he has any redemption. Every time you see Hulk Hogan, there's always going to be comments and jokes and stuff like that. And it just still feels fresh what he's done. So I think the path of redemption would have been, I don't know if you do this through WWE um, because they don't like controversy, sure. but I would have liked to see Hulk Hogan addressed this directly uh, on WWE programming. So say he does, right? You don't feel it's forced and he has to do it because he wants his job back. Like, like, how do you, sure. I mean, like, how do you, how do you you get it? How do you know it's real? cynical, And it probably would be forced. I mean, Hulk Hogan's history, the guy's a worker. So you never know when he's telling the truth or anything like that. So my problem wouldn't be, oh, this seems forced. It's like, well, at least they took the time to address this serious situation that they still have not. Uh, That's all I would like. When it comes to redemption, I just want this issue to be addressed by the people who brought Hulk Hogan back in. It seems like he kind of got away with this. Glenn, what about you? What what would you say you'd be cool with for see a path of redemption for what he said? Well, okay, so the number one thing I think pe- people want to see or that I want to see, want to see when anything like this happens is one, like acknowledge in the biggest way possible that it happened, right? And I think that like to yeah. Alfred's point, it did seem like WWE acknowledged it and then didn't talk about him and then brought him back, but they never really had a statement. Like WWE never owned what they did and what they were doing by bringing him back of, you know, or giving him a chance to yeah. address it in a meaningful way. Um, yeah. I think also, again, like not that this necessarily makes it better, but I think that if there's a teachable moment, I think that you can explain if, if you've got um, fucked up views, like talk about why you have them, how you learn to recognize them and how you've learned to change those views. Um, because I think there are a lot of people out there that could learn from that. That is, that's, that's where I am is yeah. me, you, Alfred, all of us. Um, if there was a camera sign of 24 seven, I'm sure there's something that we did, acted, said, whatever have you, um, that could be a teachable moment. And yeah. that's what we're supposed to be doing. I'm not going to get all right. philosophical on people, but like our job here on this planet, in my opinion, is we're supposed to be trying to be better than we were yesterday. Right? Absolutely. So we're supposed to be yeah. while doing good to our fellow man or woman while we're here. So. If there's a teachable moment in that, man, can you imagine if they did this the right way and had Hulk Hogan, Hulk freaking Hogan? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what? The messiah and, and, of profession, of pop culture? Like, come on. And Being that's what okay. doing it? Wow. And this is my biggest thing. And Alfred, uh, I, I appreciate your point of view on this. But let me tell you what really <laughs> works me the most about this is over the past five years, we've seen so many people that have dismissed this and forgiven him publicly or tried to sweet, you know, just apologize for him by saying like, Oh, everyone's racist. Everybody said racist stuff before it's people that have tried to force this Who narrative. That? I look online, People go on Twitter that. sometimes. Yeah. We'll get people in this chat so room sometimes. So since I had hair under my armpits, I was a freshman in high school. I'll never mm-hmm. forget this. You got punched in your fucking mouth. Even, yeah. if, even if there was a, even if there wasn't, so I was one of the only white kids on my AAU basketball team and I got super close and long story short, when I went back to my school after that summer, 
any of my friends, they ever dropped an N-word for a joke oh, yeah. or for whatever rhyme or reason. I'm not exaggerating trying to sound like Johnny Tough Guy. There was no conversation. You got punched in your fucking lip for it. And then I picked you up off the ground. What are you doing? There's not a black guy around. Why are you doing that? That's the that's the point. Yeah. That's the point. Right. Because well, you gotta so- own it. You've got you got when you get a chance to do it, you don't do it because there's a black kid around that you're sticking up for. Although I did that too. It's because it period. It's wrong. Right. Yeah. Well, and so Period. that's where I think the biggest teachable moment could have come from is Hogan saying to all the people out there that tried to dismiss this or make excuses for him to say like, hey, if you think this was okay, you're suffering from a lot of the same problems that I've been suffering from or that I've thought and it's not, you know, it's not just that I said it, it's here's like the mental state. Here's how I brought up. Here's how I thought this. You might think this too. You might think these things are okay to say in private too. And let me explain to you, you why- yeah, it's not cool. Like you think you're being cool, but in reality, when you when you're trying to be the cool guy, dropping that N word for whatever rhyme or reason that you think that that's cool, the other person listening to it might be smiling. It might be a little white guy laughing. Along. He does not think you're cool in his head. He's going, "What yeah. the bleep is wrong with you?" Right. Like nobody goes, "Oh, cool, he said the N word." High five. Nobody does that. And the context in which you he said it, it wasn't like especially today. Yeah, he wasn't just like rapping along with or reciting Ice Cube lyrics. I mean, he like said no. some pretty charged rhetoric. It was, yeah, it was community. black and white. Like for lack of a better analogy, it was just right out there. <laughs> and and Hogan, I don't even think he knows what he's done wrong at this point. I don't think I think he mentally uh, is now in kind of an apologist mode. I I heard an interview when he was promoting this show, and he said, "Oh yeah, brother, some of the younger people just I get cold reactions from them, and it's because they think I'm going to take their spot." And it's I can assure you. That locker room does not think Hulk Hogan's coming back to take anybody's spot. That cold reaction is because of the racism that Hulk Hogan now doesn't want to address. Uh, I was going to say, he really thinks that, good lord. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't think he really thinks that, but now it's this is one of the things that it would really help if Hulk Hogan was to say what he did wrong is to advise people do not behave the way I did because he's an example of if you say racist stuff and you get caught, there's a chance of you coming back to WWE and not even have to apologize or do anything. This is a bad precedent to set. You but said I think that way, yeah. There's, you said I mean, because I, I was hoping he would get redeemed. I was hoping he would do something, say something. We need Hulk Hogan. Yeah, back and he's done his, thought, Yeah, but but with the same thing, with the same sentiment, that's selfish of me as a wrestling mark. Really, I'm putting my wrestling markdom <laughs> ahead of like real world shit. Really, man. Yeah. Like in a way, I almost feel like ashamed. Yeah, that should not come before the bigger picture, which is, dude. You're one of the biggest pop culture icons of all time. Like, Glenn, you hit it on the nail on the head. Talk about a teachable moment and that person that could show us that teachable moment. Yeah. Not us, because we're, we're not that we're perfect, but ain't nobody here being racist. Um, the, the other people that out there that might, especially nowadays. Yeah. Um, wow. Right? Wouldn't that yeah. be powerful? Yeah. From Hulk, yeah. freaking Hogan, of all people? And I just, I think that's the thing, man. It's like, you know, if Chris Evans got caught doing this, they're not bringing him back to play Captain America ever again. You know, it's like, and Hulk is at that level. You know, I mean, that's the thing. I think I'd like, say he's bigger. I'd say he's yeah. bigger. Yeah. And he's so, and that's been my issue. And that's been my issue. So talk about somebody Ouch. who could, I mean, not to be really blunt about this, but Hulk Hogan could probably reach a lot of racists, for lack of a better term, and have yes. some words that would be yeah. a wake up call to them yes and and what's cool about that 
their kids. Yeah. Yeah. Or, 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 or those that aren't racist, but going on, I don't know if you've seen that, but where I grew up North, Oh yeah. Like on the playground. Those that, yeah. that, that maybe they are racist. And I just didn't know it as a kid. Cause I know no better, but like that, that would say that, let's say. No, because they're, they're, they're they grew up, they grew, yeah, they grew up in an environment where that was acceptable language, and it was acceptable to think of another so, group of people as being somewhat lesser than you and worthy so, of derogatory uh, slurs. To put to put this in perspective, my dad grew up in Newark, New Jersey, again, mm-hmm. a very very huge black community. He grew up yeah. in an Irish family, no less. Right? He went to what's called Patterson Catholic now, um, what used to be the East Side High that you saw that movie on. Right? Stand by me. Uh, Joe Clark, the principal, my dad. Who just passed school. away last week. Yes, he did. Um, my pops went to that school. He was one of the only oh, wow. kids in there. And long story short, he, I remember when I was, again, AAU basketball, one of the only white kid on the team. My dad would drive me to these tournaments. And we drive a couple of the other black kids that lived around the cities next to me to these tournaments with me in the car. And they'd say things like, oh, Matt, you're an honorary. And they'd just say the N-word. And like they'd all laugh and joke because we'd listen to rap the whole car right there and whatever. So once they get out of the car, my dad will pull me back in and go, listen, they might think that's okay to say that word. You still, under no circumstance, yeah. get to ever say that word. Promise me, Matthew. And I swear to God, swear to Christ, yeah. I had a good-ass dad, dude, who got it. No. no, and I think, you know, that's the important, that's where it's generationally important. And, and by the way, here's the number one reason why, okay, so forget, or not forget, but let's set aside the, the social message it sends and now for what we're talking about, where it seems like it's excused from a pure best for business perspective. Here is the dumbest part about them bringing Hogan back is mm-hmm. every time he comes back, this is what the discussion is about, and we're not talking about Monday Night Raw, and we're sure, not talking about current point. talent. Yeah, we're not room. talking about anything except did Hulk Hogan like properly atone for like his yeah. racist actions? Like that's the conversation okay, because he's my never bad. I, properly gone fault. through it. That's and let's be honest, guys, uh, even if he did apologize, there would still be some level of this, but it follows, it's everywhere. Like when Hulk Hogan is on television, you go on Twitter and it dom- it is the loud screaming elephant in the room. And and this is because I think WWE completely mishandled how they brought him on television. I mean, there's a question of whether he should be on television, but the way they brought him on was done in a deceptive way where it was almost like they were trying to protect him for what he did. Yeah. You know, I, I'm glad we had this conversation because I, 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 and I'm sorry if I put you in any weird predicament. Sure, no, not at all. No, again. Yeah. But I've always, you know, I, I've, we never, we have never talked about that um, with, with us on this. I think like Glenn would touch it real quick and then the Raj would be like, all right, let's go. We got to get to the show. <laughs> I'd be doing that or whatnot and not really letting it marinate enough properly. This is an awesome conversation. Thank you. Yeah, we should. When, for, when it calls for it, especially. Yeah. And think for, about for now. turn here and talk about it. Thank you all. So think about now, and this kind of goes to that Hogan quote today. So now think about if you're a black talent in WWE and all the shit you already have to put up with, where you've got black talent that are in feuds exclusively with black talents week in, week out, that tend to play characters that are stereotypes of, of just a certain variety that Vince McMahon seems to gravitate to. So imagine, and again, this isn't to speak for anyone, but you, I would have to think there would be some so members of the current roster not just black. I mean, so people of color, <laughs> even even white people uh, uh, who are more aware of uh, the transgression. And when he's brought back, 
it's just, I mean, they probably feel a great sense of frustration and embarrassment for the company that they're with. So that they entire def- paragraph you just said was nothing but a chalk bar scratch for me. I felt so uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes, Glenn. 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's kind of weird, man. And it's weird to, I mean, look, I've worked for companies before where it's like, you know, oh my God, maybe I'm working for someone that's sexist, or maybe I'm working for someone, you know, that has these issues, but you've got your job and you've got to keep your job and you've got to keep a paycheck. And we can't all afford to take a moral stand and quit who we're working with. And sometimes contractually, you can't do so. But I have to think for morale, when Hogan comes around, it's probably not a feel good moment of like, oh, hey, it's my childhood hero. It's like, oh, old Racy Uh, McRacist is back. And Vince's shaking hands and taking photos. That kills me the most. Right. Oh, and I'll go a step further, Matt. It's like, so if you have this view like I do and you're a talent on the roster, then how do you feel about the talents that are then lining up to get a selfie with Hogan and shake his hand, try and get some pointers and advice? Because it's going to go, oh, I guess it's not such a big deal to so-and-so. Um, it just, it's just something that I think they could sidestep Uh, entirely. And do they need the ratings that bad to do this trade-off? Can I, can I do you one worse? Being an African American, uh, being a black guy on or black girl on that roster. Oh yeah, and you being the one just saying fuck it. This is Hulk Hogan. When am I getting a shot to take a photo with him or to pick his brain on the business? Because he's he or she has already heard other celebrities fail them in the past, dropping that word. Yeah. So here's just another one of my heroes that let me down, but I can still pick their brain about the business maybe and get right. something out of them. But we did see it play out. That. And they really shouldn't. And we did see it play out with the talent. Um, er, when Hulk Hogan was initially brought back, he gave some half-ass apology. And I was so proud of, like, Titus O'Neil, Kofi Kingston. Titus came out on Twitter, and what? instead of taking the company line, like, you know, WWE wanted him to that? do, he publicly said, we do not accept, not we, like he's speaking on behalf of all black people, but he's just saying, I don't accept this apology. I want to see Hulk Hogan God to apologize dang. properly. He's going to have to actually show what? us. That he's not racist anymore. He went public and Kofi Kingston retweeted it. And so instead of a lot of these black talent, you know, being PR uh, uh, duds and just telling the company line, they actually came out and said, no, we we don't accept this. So maybe if Hulk Hogan can show us through his actions that he's sorry, then that'll be good. But otherwise, we're not messing with Hulk Hogan. Damn, Titus O'Neil. I didn't know he did that. Yeah, it was great. God dang. Here's a guy who does not get booked ever. Right. That's impressive as hell to me because let me tell you something. This business makes vaginas of us all when it comes to our pushes or getting on TV. A lot of time we make that deal with the devil or we laugh at a a joke we shouldn't be laughing at in the locker room or I've seen bullying going on in the locker room and you don't stop it because you you don't want any heat, brother. And that might affect your push, at least when I was there. And, and things of that nature, let alone a guy who ain't even on TV being the one to, wow, good for Titus O'Neil. Let me tell you right now, that dude, when he wants to run for office here in Tampa, oh, yeah. he is oh, going to sure. win by a landslide. Great they dude. love him. And I see why. That's a yeah. very, very big deal. I didn't know he did that. Good, good yeah. for him. Yeah. So we're going to skip through wow. the show. We're going to jump around on this. I, I just want to read some super chats. I don't mean to change the subject. There's just a lot of people that have yeah, paid yeah, money. Go, and go, I, go, go. I go yeah, go. Uh, Brett Murphy, $5. Wow, night and day difference. OMG, what a cool entrance from Ruby taking <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> again, blah, blah, blah. It's a drizzling bleep. That's what it is. I like the blah, blah, blah. Stupid. Yeah. Terrence waited $5. Totally off topic, but I want to shoot an idea. 
about a heel stable based off the Breakfast Club. Actually, I kind of like that. Like, the, is he the- talking about the Black Breakfast Club or the '80s Breakfast Club? Oh, that's a good question. Well, who would be the Charlemagne, the oh, god of WWE? MVP can easily be the Charlemagne. <laughs> Dude, uh, he gets put in check all the time. No offense. Charlemagne, <laughs> he gets put in check anytime he talks smack about a rapper and they come on there and he tries to he, get tough with him. They put him in check a lot. Yeah, Nelly did. He's one of, them, one of the many. <laughs> um, okay, I'm scrolling down. I'm afraid we're about to lose some stuff. Let me just go back and try and get as many of these super chats as possible. Sorry I to our watchers, but guys, we're all soft. Okay. This is way but, better. This was a way better conversation. Sorry. Uh, Ebony, $5, saying thank you for that, Matt. Uh, clap, clap, clap. It's not cool. And uh, and I think we've ta- we touched upon this before. I think like with cultural appropriation and generation of white kids growing up listening to hip-hop, I think like a lot of white kids got a reality check at some point Even in their life. That's what my dad was talking about because we're in the car rapping right. to Biggie. And, dude, my dad said there's... <laughs> Elbow me in the front seat, so like my boy Rashmel Jones, them in the back seat yeah. couldn't see. He's like, "What if I can tell you?" You know, what I mean? like he wasn't playing, and so it would, I'm lucky that was instilled in me. Even saying the N I G G A, rapping along with a normal song. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. he saw what it did. His best friend's name was Johnny Melville, and it was it was a black kid. And this was back in well, how old my my dad's dead now, but like we're talking early days. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It, it, it yeah. resonated. Yeah. Uh, the Jarvis Sam show 499. Hogan will not pop a rating enough at this point to allow him to keep drawing a check no. for what he's done. I remember New Day was pissed about it. Oh, um, you're telling me that too. I don't read the wrestling sites anymore. So then you tell me this. I didn't know that. That's awesome. I mean, don't get me wrong. I feel terrible saying this. As a wrestling mark, that was my freaking Michael yeah. Jordan, Hulk Hogan. Those were my idols growing up. No, yeah, but that's kind of like, I mean, look, we all, everyone grew up being a fan of Michael Jackson. That got difficult and oh. complicated um, in the 90s. Good point. Good point. Um, that doesn't get talked about enough, might I remind people? I agree with you. No, and we, and we talked about this before. Different, different direction, but yes. And and so part of it is this. I mean, again, like, why not? Because this is what the show is about this week. Um, yep. But there's. I mean, Alfred, I don't know how you feel about this, but it's like with some of the allegations around current talent, I mean, we've said, right, that it's like there's there's a journalistic side of this, but it's like if we were to just stop talking about people who've had a credible accusation or allegation or bad behavior, it would be very, very hard to cover Ross Smackdown and NXT sometimes. But that's why with Hogan, it just seems like there's no reason to bring him, like, again, and to what the previous commenter said, like, you're just inviting, should've this waited. is what people are going to talk about. They should have waited even longer. They should have waited or just do the right thing. Like, yeah, like you said, teachable moment, Glenn. Use the biggest icon yeah, for a teachable moment that I will argue could be the biggest. I'm probably overrating wrestling here a little bit. Maybe I'm wrong. No, no history of somebody that messed up and wants to do the right thing and wants to correct his behavior or wants to realize what the hell I did, what I said was wrong. Here's why I said it. I think I have heard him say he thought he was being cool. You know what I mean? Trying to be hip, cool, young. 
I don't know that's, why one I mean, would think that's hip, cool, and so, young, but maybe, maybe I don't know. <laughs> he apparently, he eaten a lot of sushi and right? had sex with his friend's wife, and then was like, "I know what'll impress her." I don't know, man. I don't know. Drop it in, Bob. everything. Like, I mean. It's yeah. I don't know. I don't have the answer. I wish he could give it to us because I know that was my guy. And this I is know. a microcosm for the problem of our this. guys. When Hulk Hogan shows up on a show, it, you know, we've now gone and this is a very productive conversation we've had. I'm glad that we've had this conversation, but it is still a big deal. It's such a big figure to be in such a huge controversy, uh, and for him to just be on television is going to cause uh, some people to be distracted by whatever it is they're trying to promote. Yeah. You know, and it's. I don't want to be. Like, I don't want to no, be. I want to point to TV and tell my kid that was my guy. Yeah. My yeah. guy who effed up, ate that crap sandwich, told us what he did was wrong, and here's why it was wrong, and what he's done to fix it or learn from it. And he, millions of others learned from it at the same time. It was awesome, Jax. Yes, so I would here, love to say that. So this is so Aricelli Bernardo saying he has he did address this to the locker room and he did give yep, that speech before that. Extreme Rules yep. like two years ago. Positive read that and Biggie and New Day even commented on it. I mean, to Thank to just you for say, telling me that. I don't even know that either. I, so I think to that point, like if Titus, you know, if if Titus had blessed his apology or speech and Titus said, I feel like this was healing in a teachable moment. Um, I think if if one of the uh, you know pillars of the black community in in professional wrestling or beyond okay. said that what Hogan did was nothing because it's not up to you or I. I mean, we, we you know just to say we don't. Right, skin in the but game what about the zillions of other black words. kids out there? Yeah, exactly. What about to the, the zillions of the other blacks point. staying in that yeah. locker room, right? They right. don't get to hear that speech, right? Yeah. Right. And and it's also important that, yeah, it would be good for one black person to kind of maybe speak on behalf, but not all black people think alike. So like sure. the idea, no. okay, well, if one person's okay with it, that's fine. The sure. thing I think would be the perfect solution to all this, because it wouldn't be directly on WWE TV, you have Hulk Hogan go on the New Day podcast and you just oh, have yeah. an open discussion about what happened, how they feel, how Hulk Hogan made them feel. What was he thinking? Yeah. You have that. I, that would be more than enough for me. If Hulk Hogan went on the New Day podcast and they had just kind of uh, like after George Floyd, the New Day had this just great, powerful podcast. Oh, it's fantastic. I've ever listened to in my entire life. If they did something like that with Hulk Hogan, I would be 100% fine in terms of that being a path to redemption if he agreed to go on a show like that. Huh. Yeah. Wow. No, and I agree with that. And to your uh, to uh, to your point, Alfred. Yeah, I don't think there's there's one member of the locker room that speaks on behalf of of black people or the black community. But I do feel that a conversation sure. with people that can speak to that experience, not necessarily confront Hogan with that, but they can have like a real discussion with him. I think would be and, much more beneficial and real. Here, you know? here, here's the craziest thing, you guys. I, I say this from experience. I swear to you, and it's not going to make sense to some people. Are like, come on, Matt. He said racist things. He's Guys, he's as cool as they come. He's as humble backstage when he's not around nobody. As they come, mm. he's down to earth. He's normal. I swear. I'm not just saying that as a Hogan mark. Yeah. So it's like, you have no idea how bad I wish you just could have done something. I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah. Was what you just said. Might have been good. New Day podcast. Something. Yeah. To get it out there nationally for all, all the different not just actually not just blacks because there's white people out there watching it too sure. going like like if i'm punching you in the mouth freshman year in high school on what is that 90 92 92 
You know what I mean? Like, this is some new concept. Like, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It ain't accepted nowhere. So yeah. I hope. Um, do you know what I mean? So it's, it, it, what is that? That's all different races. That's all different nationalities. It's all different sure. religions. That ain't cool with somebody saying that, especially our icon or that yeah. we all grew up idolizing. I don't know, man. I just think like he especially, and I'm not trying to be a prick to him or make it worse for him or whatever have you. I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and there is. Glenn, Glenn I mean, you really got me going when you said the teachable <laughs> moment part. It really got me like, seriously, like you're right. That could be a big thing. Well, and just to be at the level that he's at, right? I mean, it's like, yes, um, yes. if you're Captain America, if you're Superman, yes. or even if you're John Cena or The Rock, Superman, you carry, you, you, carry people's, yeah. you, you carry people's expectations, emotions, their feelings of who you are and who you're supposed it, to be. Like, it's such a larger than life role. And I think that um, for him, regardless of the situation he's in, you know, which I mean, I agree that like, what he was doing with whoever's wife, that's none of our business, you know, and the fact that it was taped, no. I mean, we can argue about that, but the fact that he just said that no. it's kind of like, oh, no. this is like, I mean, I, I feel like to say incredibly disappointing is, is to be trivial about it, but this is like, it was just like just the ugliest it. to know, to yeah. know, you know what I mean? Like it just really fucked with uh, my head and perception of this man that I had right. my entire life. Of course. I mean, that's what's going to happen. It's happened. It's me, me and you both. And I'm, this is coming from somebody who like Matt idolized Hulk Hogan. So, I mean, I, I'm inclined to defend him if he's in scandal or or anything like that, but obviously this is indefensible, uh, especially for me to defend him. So uh, just what what has happened is completely ruined his image for me. Me, me, me in the ring with him is my screensaver on Facebook for crying out loud. So like, mm. like uh, you know what I mean? That was my idol growing up. It was a big deal to achieve that accomplishment and yeah. being able to work with him one day, right? But yeah. You got me really going, Glenn, on the whole teachable moment and somebody really being able to use their power, standing in life, whatever you want to call it, popularity, to really do something enormous with it in that sense. I just, I know the dude. And, and Glenn... We can't do it the way I was doing it back in high school where somebody said, boom, I swear to you. They never said those words again. I promise that. But I punch think them that, once, that they ain't going to say it again because they're going to worry about the next guy doing it to them, thinking that's unacceptable. But, but today's well, society, we can't do that with meathead I would, mentality. <laughs> I would go a step further that it's not about – it's not just about teaching people to hide their behavior. You know what I mean? It's not just about, it's not like with a dog where you, you know, because you're going to get popped in the face. right? Yeah. And let's say, well, stop doing that. Right. It's more that what's the root cause. Why do you think or feel this way? Like, why do you have an issue with people from other backgrounds, other cultures, other ethnicities, other religions? I I think think that's what I I think a lot of them that do it, Glenn, they don't. I think they think they're being fucking cool. They think it's like, let's get really, really, they think it's cool. Let's yeah. Let's get Wait, really, right, really, really. Give you an example. Yeah, when sure. somebody's being weak on the playground, we're in fifth grade or one sixth grade, yeah. Glenn, and somebody falls down and cries. The guys, look at that guy. He's being a little, and they'll say a gay slur. Sure. What the fuck does that have very to common, do with very sexuality? Well, think but about Matt. It's kind of it like makes to, no it's, sense in logic when you think but, about but it. Now, I talked about with sense. toxic masculinity even earlier, using like vagina as a derogatory term. Like, think about I mean, that's what toxic masculinity is. You know what I mean? It's the idea that we're going to take somebody's gender or somebody's sexual orientation or somebody's race and assign a pejorative connotation to that 
it has been ingrained that that right. that means this. Yeah. I mean, do you know yeah. how many times, I mean, with my Jewish background, I mean, I've heard people think they were like lovingly saying something playful to me about like a Jewish stereotype before. Like, it's weird how people have assigned things from different cultures. I was watching, um, yes. it's very strange. I was watching a lot of episodes of Leave it to Beaver over the holidays. And do you, you know yes. how many times <laughs> in that show they use the term jip, which is like a horribly derogatory yeah. term about the gypsy and Roma culture. And like, leave it to Beaver's just tossing this out left and right again and again. I will raise my like, hand right now. I did not know that being saying, I just got gypped is yeah. a bad thing. I, that I is not a good thing to say. Um, wow. So I think that it's systemic, it's cultural. Alfred, you and- that? Uh, not, not in my child life, because I said it a lot as a child, but as I grew into an adult, maybe within the last 10 years, I found out it was a cultural thing. I had no idea that it had anything wow. to do with uh, ingrained in ethnicity. That. But yeah, when Matt, I was a kid, I say Jip too. Wow. I mean, Matt, you and I were the generation that grew up with, it's like gay and retarded were like the two biggest yeah. insults. Yes, dude, read the, yes. Yeah, That's how it was on my playground too. Remember call. smear the smear the queer was a popular yeah. game. You know, whoever has yep. the ball, you smear the. You know what? So it's so that's where we talk about again. This isn't to get like super liberal progressive, but when you talk about the culture, how the how culture can sort of breed this is if you grow up thinking that it's okay to use any of these terms that come from another gender, sexual orientation, uh, yeah. or ethnicity or religion, you think it's okay to use those terms as a blanket or even a targeted insult in any sort of derogatory way to put somebody yeah. down because the association with that is bad. That's where the culture right. is so fucked up, you know, and it's not about political correctness. It's, I think it's really just no. about empathy and mm-hmm. humanity and recognizing that, you know, and I'm guilty of it too, by the way, so- like I've, learned and i've been checked by people over the years and you just have to like it's not it's not bullshit where you say like thank you for pointing that out to me i will try to be better in the future like that is legitimate because if you don't know you don't know but once you know then you have no excuse but 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 glenn and i have a special needs son um i grew up special education myself but that said neither one of us are you know mentally retarded right but when we were kids and you called somebody retarded you didn't really think they were retarded. It, it was meant like the same vein that you would call somebody an a-hole or a jerk or just, do you know what I'm saying? It makes no sense when I go back and I think about it now. Same yeah. with a lot of those gay slurs, what I'd hear on yeah. the playground. And, 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 and I'm like, that, looking back, I'm like, my friend Ricky would call this guy the F-A-G word, let's say. Um, when it made absolutely no sense because the guy struck out in baseball. Like, it made no sense. Like at all, but the word I don't think they were saying it because. Do you see what I'm? Do you see what I'm trying to get at? Yeah. I wonder when people drop the, certain one people, not racist people, but when certain people use that n word as well or other bad words, they're doing it because it's been ingrained in their head that it means asshole, jerk, and that's a hundred percent. And that is a big Did part you, of it. But now, so Matt, imagine you are a kid that's gay that's in that class and no one's calling you that, but you're hearing other people put down other people using that. And you think, Oh my God, if people found out that I was gay, I would be ridiculed by this. And so, and look at the problems we've had with LGBTQ uh, teenagers committing suicide because of feeling bullied, their pressure. Stop there. Let's let's go back here because you're insinuating that I'm saying that that was okay for these kids. No, I'm not. I'm not not not. saying that. No, I am not saying that at all. What I am saying is there was a time, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that we didn't have somebody step in 
and mm-hmm. say, do you know what the word you're saying even means? Yeah. I would yeah. argue 50% of the kids would be like, no, I really would. I would argue that. Not the N word. Everyone knows what I think knew what that was. But what they're, they were emotionally trying to express by saying something negative toward another child or another kid back then. Or I'm talking the 80s here. Um, there was nobody to step in and say those things. There wasn't a counselor or somebody saying that. And step or teacher even wouldn't even step in and say that. I remember the kids saying the word retarded all the time. I got called retarded for taking a small bus to school. It made me feel retarded. I asked my mom if I was mentally retarded. Were these kids right about me? Dead serious. So, yeah. like, you know, I just let, let me give you a quick a lot example. Of them understood what it meant. Right. And to that point, let me just give you, like Matt was talking about how he grew up, he was playing on an AAU team with a bunch of black kids. I grew up in the suburbs where I was surrounded by white kids, actually. So I had a lot of white friends. And some of my friends as I grew up would say things to me that as a black man are things you just don't say, whether it's uh, touch, can I touch your hair or comparing a black person to a monkey or, or something like that. And I knew in my heart of hearts in certain situations, not all the time, with certain friends that they just did not know why that's race. So that is a moment for me to talk to them about why it's not okay. And as a friend, as somebody that they respect and as somebody that I respect, that we were able to come to a common understanding as to why that's wrong. Yep. And they were able to tell other white people that, okay, you know, listen, yep. I was talking to Alfred and, and then this is what I've learned and whatnot. So that's, yeah, sometimes they don't know what they're saying. Uh, and that is where it becomes a teachable moment. Can you imagine if I listen to my dad when I had an all American, his name is Rashmal Jones, played for UConn, was nasty, um, was so good gave me the go ahead. I get to use that word if I want to. Right. And I did trick. like, I'm listening to another black guy telling me it's okay. Right. Dumb white kids. Say, you know, if I'd have a dad to do that and tell me why that would be wrong. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Like, like, like I think it comes to, and Glenn was hitting, trying to get on this early before I, I, I mean to cut you off Glenn, but oh, of okay. having somebody that is affected that way, let's say a gay kid in fifth grade, even Glenn to step yeah. in and say, why are you saying FAG? That makes absolutely no sense. Cause this guy just struck out a bait. What? Here's why this doesn't make sense. And then yeah. tell the guy, maybe fifth grade's a little too early to, for some kid to understand why that's wrong. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. You got to talk about it though. I'll tell you that much. You can't go wrong talking about it. And I think that's the thing. I mean, I think as, as, as a society, I would like to think that we have evolved where people are just not trying to, you know, yes. put each other down. Um, I would I like think to think we're way better than what people. I, no, I do. I, I really do. We're on a wrestling podcast. Two yeah. white dudes, a black guy, talking about this shit. I, I hope. I hope. Maybe I'm thinking way holier than now. And Chapman's probably like, "Look at this guy. Shut the fuck up, Matt." <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. I, I, I hope we are as a society way past that. I, I think yeah. we are, but. But I think that's the thing. And, and that goes back to, to my point. I mean, I know we need to, to wrap this up and move on. But I do feel like um, so many people want to be dismissive when Hogan comes back. And, oh, he screwed up. He gave a speech to the locker room like it's fine and move on. And I don't we think we love him. We yeah. love him. And, 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 and you know what I mean? That's the bad part about it. We love him. And it's like. Plus nostalgia is so powerful, especially in pro wrestling. Like, yeah, I can go back. Like, come on, Alfred, you were his fan too, right? So, you can go back to yeah. sixth grade, I imagine, seventh grade, and Blake exactly where you were when you saw him win the title. When you, you know what I mean? It was 
that's how it was for me and Mike, Michael Jordan too. I can tell you everything where I was watching him do his thing when he won the 88 dunk contest and whatnot. You know what I mean? It gives us those memories back when we felt safe as little kids and that nostalgia you said, you're right, mm-hmm. but we got to catch it. I think, and I'm glad we did on this. We're a little late, but usually we're not like, not, I don't want to say we're not allowed to talk about these things, but most people want us to talk about the show. This is why folks is another clear and concise example. Why the three of us need to take our rack on the road, our own <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we do. We would crush it, the three of us. The heel sorry, breakfast Roger, club. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> First, I haven't gotten a text yet. Probably out on the golf course. It's <laughs> watching like Cobra Kai There's season no three idea. for the third time. <laughs> uh, Jason McKay, $10, saying Goldberg's speech felt like it was written for Roman or Orton. But do you think Goldberg's contract was him being babyfaced in his matches like Hogan to HBK? No, I don't. I I don't think W would sign him to a contract like they're very controlling over, especially in this day and age. I think whatever they paid him a lot of money and whatever they wanted to do, he'll do. Uh, Tony Starks, nine ninety nine, saying, "Appreciate you for saying those words, Matt. As a black man, I've had the N word said to me by a racist guy. It hurts, but it just taught me to love my fellow man even more. We are the human race." Well said, Tony. Um, Justin Lopez, 499, saying another thing Titus said was his apology made it feel like he was sorry he got caught. Yes. There's a difference, and that's that's the difference. Like, I was, I was trying to ask you earlier, Alfred, would you, like, buy it as a company bullshit line, saying, okay, I've got to say this, so I've... Versus what Glenn's saying with that teachable moment stuff and saying... Like really dig into it. Like here's why. Yeah. Here's why I reacted that way. Here's why I said this. I'm telling you, I can't. I'm not in the. I'm not in his head, but I've been around him enough. I. I don't want to make any excuses for him because I'm not in his head or his heart. I don't know truly, but and, I, I felt like he think he's being fucking cool and young, and, and I don't know why he would associate that word with any of that. I don't. But I, I am. Uh, and here's where I break from the current quote unquote. <sighs> cancel culture or woke culture or whatnot. People always say, don't make the apology about you. Just talk about what you did that was wrong. Say you're sorry. Uh, Try and make amends uh, and move on. I actually think for people that, again, this is along the teachable moment thing. I think the more we can learn about somebody's mindset and the mentality and the upbringing and and what led them down the road to have those feelings, the more we can do to course correct from other people that might be down going down that same road. And it's not to make excuses, not to feel sympathy or feel sorry for whoever did this, but it's because that's how we understand how this happens. And that's how we prevent it from happening further. Yes. Sorry, I'll go. No, you go ahead. Go, Matt, go ahead, Matt. No, 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 no. That's what we're supposed to be doing on this planet. That's what life is supposed to be. Be better than the day you were the next day, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And you're going and to do just, that by course correcting. Sorry, go ahead, brother. It's too nuanced of a situation to just condemn Hulk Hogan. He's just a racist. He has to get out of here. I, and this is going to be cut, I 100% of my heart of heart, I don't think that Hulk Hogan, the word racist, racist has so much dude. gravity behind it. That's not an accurate thing to say. Is that this guy, yes, what he said and the way he said it, and to say the, because this was not him just trying to be cool. This was him saying a racial slur about a black guy dating his daughter. This was as racist daughter. as it is. 
He was in a racist moment in a dark time in his life. And I would at the very least like to hear him out and like to hear his story and like to hear what led him there. And this is something that can be corrected. What's frustrated is that it hasn't been corrected. That's where it's frustrating. If I thought Hulk Hogan was a racist, he doesn't deserve this time. He doesn't deserve us talking about him. He doesn't deserve us discussing any of this stuff. If I thought he was seriously racist, he should be on that show or I'm not watching the show, period. But the thing is, there's nuance to this that I would like to discuss and and that maybe we could learn from. Alfred, uh, you're right in that, he's in that, you're in that middle floor. You're in that middle area with it. And that's where I think, I can't judge anybody's opinion on this. That's where I'm at with it as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one thing as a society where we've gotten better is as we know people from different backgrounds, from different cultures. Yes. uh, With different viewpoints. I think it's, that's what gives us more empathy and understanding to understand one, just, just that we're all human uh, to treat each other with more respect, with more love and with more care and to not make these sort of ugly uh, generalizations or what he was saying uh, about uh, uh, his daughter's uh, boyfriend. You know what I mean? It just, it seemed like it was so dismissive um, and bad. And, uh, I don't know. Like that's, that's really where it just gets me. But I mean, look, I mean, I think that, you know, and, and this is where it just seems strange to me is because, but again, he is an older man, but it's like, part of me was kind of like people really still think and feel that way. in the two thousands, like this is where we're at. I'm I'm, I I will never compare this. So do not think I'm comparing this to this, but again, my wife's Hawaiian. All right. When I started dating her, you don't think I've like, like they, I heard it from everybody. Like, you're dating that sleeping Holly? What? Like, mm. it was a huge deal. And I was like, so, like, I'll never compare the two in a million years to what we're talking about here. But I did get like a small smidge of what, wow, this dude fucking hates me because I was born fucking white. Like, I can't control that. Like, I can't do anything about that now, sir. I can't go back and say, all right, mom and dad, please make me Polynesian, make me Hawaiian, make me Filipino in the 13th Ethnicities to match my wife. Like, I can't do that. This is just how, this is how I was born. I can't change it. Please judge me on who I am. Judge me on how I take care of your girl, because I will promise you nobody will take better care of her than me. Guess who won that argument? You're looking at him. And he's changed his opinion. They all did. They, they love me to death, like their own kid. They gave me their house by my senior year in college. They let me into their home, love me like one of their own, you know? But um, I don't know. You have to have those conversations. And I think you do get an opportunity to prove who your character is to people. Um, I do. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got some other super chats. Uh, I'm, I can't even show them on the screen because they uh... – scrolled off okay. right now so again i apologize if i missed anyone here uh nightmare my knee. fault super chatters i have diarrhea the fucking mouth on my bad nightmare knees uh saying that he's experienced prejudice several times never understood why I had the n-word screamed at me by people driving by never said to my face because i'm 63270 it's just sad Atta boy because they scared you go beat their ass that's why <laughs> <laughs> uh bear that's hudson bad, that's so that's all freaking cowardly no offense that's so cowardly yeah it's horrible chicken chips um, Bear Hudson, ten dollars. Yeah, Mark again. Henry I can't say the p word. Can't say the p word. Mark Henry offered Hogan a chance to apologize publicly and to visit different schools to talk about racism and to teach a les- lesson. Yes. Hogan never got back to Mark Henry and feels oh, that he apologized oh, enough. Bro, that would have been perfect. Actually, yeah. Uh, I don't know if anything's perfect, but that yes, because Mark would take him. 
Mark's legit, dude. Mark's a good soul. Oh my well, God. That would have been perfect. Oh, and, and that's kind of my point earlier, Alfred, is that I feel like because Mark Henry, because um, Titus and right. so many people had so much criticism about it, if they had come out with the opposite of that, I would have, I think their words would have held a lot of weight. You, you, exactly. in the locker room. That is 100%. You'd be more open to it, right? Glenn, you'd, you'd at least, yeah, you, I see what you're saying. You'd at least be a little bit more open to it. There'd be certain black kids in the country or adults, I would argue, or, or not kids, it's like our age, 40 plus year old. Black dude's going, I looked up to that dude as a kid. No, F that. He didn't say sorry to me. I don't know he's sorry. He said it to a locker room. He said it to a school that I didn't get to see him talk. So how do I know he's truly sorry? I saw WWE give a little sizzle reel about it, a highlight reel for five minutes. But I don't know that. Something, I'm not saying like he's got to like make some 24-hour like show about it or something. But something, something. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. He should show yeah. contrition. He should show that he's sorry. I mean, the actions are way more important than any words that he can say at this point. I think we're past the standard public apology. I mean, his actions is what's going to be important. Again, that teachable mind. I keep going back to that. I just kicked all this off. Sorry. And Tim Mickles, I'm not sure exactly what you're referring to. I know there was the Charlemagne the God incident. Why ignore? Talk about the crime bill. And I apologize. Why we ignore Biden? You guys got to talk about this. I got a zip. No, wait, but what Boy, if Biden, I want to unload that one? <laughs> but wait, but what specific thing is Charlemagne the God thing was was dumb and insensitive and like just a stupid, stupid, when, careless. I mean, that was just when bad. You said you're not black. If, if you vote for Trump, yeah. you're not black. Yeah, and now, yeah, now, now we're getting at a different level. Yeah. I think he's referring to something else Joe Biden said many, many years ago. Now, on I, the floor. I, now, honestly, I will be the first to admit that. I've seen the quote again. I don't even want to give it full credit because yeah, I don't know how real it, it is. Wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't want to get this wrong. So if someone wants to specifically talk about the incident, I'm happy to do that, but oh, I'm Fred, not. Do you, know, do you remember it? No, I don't do know. What the, was. It was something about. It's related to like, wait, no, go ahead. It, it was for the crime bill to my understanding. If I remember correctly. It wasn't something like, no, 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 no. That school, that's what it was. Racial jungle. Wasn't it busing? Racial jungle. Racial jungle. And, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, Ken, I'm not saying you're wrong, bro. I mean, those are two entirely different. I mean, yes, I mean, that that is not – those are two completely different forms of but, racism. And I, and I, yes, it's good that we are now in an era where we can hold people's feet to the fire for things that they said and make sure that people are held accountable, especially when they're running for public – But, you yeah. And he says – <laughs> No, I mean, I think there are valid critiques, and I think a He's lot of right. that came up. But it's not—I mean, it's not for me to. Uh, and I do know, yes, no. he eulogized. I believe it was Strom Thurmond. I want to say, damn, Strom Thurmond stuff. Damn, Tim Mickles knows his stuff. I don't know all the specific. I'm catching up with the chat room right now. Um, no, I think know. Joe Biden, I think there were a lot of very uh, I'm joking. valid I'm questions, joking. valid discussions and things that people came that came up. During yes, the, uh, that's why we need our own podcast. <laughs> we need our own podcast. Hey, yeah. Just happy we have a brother on the podcast. I'm going to give you a follow up for that, Zook. Leave go. your uh, information at this is nasty. DM me. Yes. And Tim, I think you're talking about Strom Thurmond, uh, which is just crazy to me. I agree. It's crazy that he gave a eulogy at his funeral. Um, so 
Monday Night Raw tonight, which we haven't. <laughs> uh, Miz and Morrison were out there with the New Day. This was what it was. Teddy Long came out. This led to a tag match. The New Day won the tag match. Uh, Randy Orton did not set Alexa Bliss on fire last week. Oh, thank God. All right. I was on the edge of my seat for that one. I mean, I was thinking he did. Yeah, like, I don't want to utter the words and say, like, oh, I'm disappointed. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's like, I was like, <laughs> of course he didn't set her on fire. Like, of course he didn't. Like, they're just not going to go there. Yeah. So it's like, why did they keep it in such suspense? Yeah, I didn't like this. I didn't like that he kind of reasoned his way out of it. He was like, well, I, I did want to, but then I didn't do it. And he's supposed to be the sadistic killer. This is really awkward. And then they transition into why yeah. he didn't really fully explain why he was going to go around insulting the legend because he went from he didn't set Alexa Bliss on fire. But now I'm going to show you why I'm a psycho and I'm going to go around and talk to these legends. It's like, what? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, me either. Yes. Uh, AJ Styles versus Elias. Tonight, both uh, Riker, AJ Styles out with uh, uh, almost. This was a good man. This was actually this was good. I thought. Yeah, man, the Jackson Riker situation. We don't have time to fully get into this, but stop. No, but but it's actually it. This does kind of tie into to the whole Hogan thing. I mean. And this was one percent battery, like, folks. I'm gonna okay. Matt's gotta go soon. I know, I know. We don't have time to get into this. Oh, it was Robert Bird, not so no, no, into it. I'll come correcting. back. Yes, it was Robert Bird. I, you want to talk about Joe? Like the chat room, <laughs> like this isn't nope. a politics. Oh, there we go. We've stepped into I it now. for the guy. I don't know his entire biography. Um, so, uh, I probably know Good much job, more about Hulk Hogan than Joe Biden now that I think about it. Um, <laughs> tell you something about the state of politics uh so aj styles won this match uh riker ran in with the guitar but almost blocked it shattered the guitar with one kick oh charlotte flair and oscar versus peyton royce and Lacey evans so what was the interference that happened here alfred that uh rick flair did that caused charlotte to lose and Lacey and peyton to get the win rick flair accidentally tripped charlotte so he pulled her leg thinking it was peyton royce and then she got rolled up yep this is good though. Um, I think the idea of Lacey with Rick is interesting. Peyton Royce, man, Different. it's a shame they broke up the iconics. It is a shame they shouldn't have broken them up, but hopefully something good from Lacey happens out of this. Yeah, and Royce uh pinned Charlotte Flair, so he can't argue with that. Uh Bobby Lashley versus Matt Riddle with Riddle getting the win. I like well, this well. match. I hated the I mean the finish was just so silly, and it's yep. so backwards that the baby face. Uh, is in a position where the heel won the match and the babyface uh, did some underhanded thing where he tapped out, but the referee didn't yes. see it. And then the babyface rolls him up. That's, I mean, that's a classic way that you beat a, a babyface if you want to protect the babyface. Yep. And by the way, this guy who's been beating people clean week after week, and yet he gets his gimmick loss against Matt Riddle. I thought this was completely backwards. Uh, Bigfoot Secret, I apologize. Repeat for everything you just said. Uh, Bigfoot Sneakerhead, Super Chat, 999. We're all human. I'm a bouncer. I have plenty of people call me the N-word. I never get mad. Just killed them with happiness. We all make mistakes. The thing is what we do after we make the mistakes. You're sure. right, bro. That's I well said. That. Well said, bro. And I think, right, I mean, well it's not just Hogan, right? I mean, there's a lot of people that have had the no. bad behavior exposed yeah. over the last couple it's of years. Just, we want to use our idol. We want to we want our we want to use our idol mm -hmm. to 
You know what I mean? You said it best, the teachable moment stuff. That's that's a yeah. real thing. And and it would because he's Hulk Hogan, he's a rap song, he's everywhere. Like he would peer across every demographic with that teachable moment, is what my argument is here. That's all. Not trying to grow the guy, make it worse than it is, whatever have you. It's just do something with it. That's all. Do something. Yeah. With it. And to just have him come back like this, like nothing happened, that's what makes it so awkward. Right. Uh, Ricochet backstage with Mark Henry, thanking him for everything he's done. Uh, Orton stopped him. Uh, what do you think of Orton's interactions tonight with Mark Henry and the Big Show? <laughs> it's real. I mean, I watched them both in just about mental. And how Randy, like, Randy was always pegged as the golden boy. Mark Mark Henry came down to developmentals after one of his many injuries. WWE was thinking about getting rid of him actually at one point, um, even though they had him under like a, like an ironclad contract, which they couldn't get rid of him. They were just thinking about keeping him down developmental, and that's it. Just write it out down there, and help us and things like that. And that dude kept plugging away and trying to pass his wisdom on to like me, how to work like a big guy. Um, and he worked in the tire angle versus me. He didn't have to do that. Um, after being injured, no less. You don't want to work Matt Moore in his first year in the business after you're coming off an injury. Trust me. I'm still stiff as fuck. Um, and he did. So so I watched how, like, Randy and, like, Brock and some of them would come down and kind of, like, not not, not not like big league him, but, like, I don't know what, what the word is, but, like, like you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Kind of, sort of. And it's so cool to see where Mark's career ended up going. And how as he got older, he finally started to get what I thought he always deserved because he's the coolest dude ever. If y'all met him, y'all love him. Hang out with him. This dude was driving a Porsche Cayenne at developmental shows at VFW halls with us. <laughs> saying, hey, Matt, you Matt, you want to drive? Because I was like, holy shit, I'm in a Porsche. This is awesome. <laughs> and he's like, come on, drive it. Let's go. Like, just the coolest dude who would share everything with you. And just an amazing man and a great teacher. And I love to see if WWE is starting to capture that with him and start to show that and illustrate that shows and dot uh, the, the, the website, not website, sorry, their network shows as well. Um, he's a class act. So to see the interaction with Orton and him tonight, I was like, that's, you know what I mean? I almost seen that in real life. <laughs> yeah. I thought Randy was great in those segments of the Legends. He's just, I mean, he's been great since the pandemic started, and he's he's been good in 2021. It's just the idea that, I mean, he's going around. If this is what they had planned for Legends night, this is not what I saw them using the Legends for. Is this, you're going to stand there, and Randy Orton just going to sit there so, and bury Okay. But, but real quick, Al, we also get mad at them when these Legends come in and, like, bury the young talent and beat them, right? Like oh, when, sure. What's his name? Keith, what was the guy's name? He's long as on Impact Wrestling. Heath. Heath. Mm, when he, right. Heath Slater, whatever, is losing to like Vader and Sid, and like, oh, we don't see that either. I, I, did, I had no problem with that because Heath Slater is a, char- a comedy I character. Know. I thought Heath Slater was tremendous in that role. I, I actually had no problem because it's not like they were using legends yes. to pick people up who are like on the ascent, who are like established stars. It was just Keith knew his role and he did a, a very good job, uh, Heath Slater, uh, with okay. those uh, legends, I thought. Yeah, I still, I just don't think in real in real life, there's a senior citizen that's going to whip any of our asses in a fight. I, right. just, I don't. So uh, Dana Brooke beat uh, Shayna Baszler. It's believable. That's all. Right. It's 
Speaking of believable, oh. Dana Brooke beat Shayna Baszler tonight. And Matt Morgan's so disgusted by this, <laughs> he walked off the podcast. He should protest that decision. Like, what up with that? Um, that seems... Uh... And the way she did it was just so ridiculous, too, because she comes in street clothes. Here's this shooter who's, you know, just completely destroying Mandy Rose. And then Dana Brooke goes in there, have like a, what, 30-second match, maybe? And Dana Brooke in street clothes rolls up Shayna Baszler. It just... It's always two steps forward, one step back with Shayna. That's how she's been. The, ever since she started with WWE, she'll get really it, where it seems like, oh, man, they're doing something with her. She's going to be one of the monsters that she should be. And then they just do something like this where they have Dana Brooke beat her. I mean, and then Mandy Rose and Dana beating up Shayna after. Who would have thought we would live to see this ever happen on Monday Night Raw? Legends Night. The night when casual viewers are tuning in and it's a chance to win them over. And where was Nia Jax during this? Isn't uh, I mean, she was getting beaten up two-on-one and her tag team partner was nowhere to be found. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Orton talked to Ric Flair. They stared each other down. Then we had Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy. Randy Orton getting the win. Every time Randy goes for Jeff Hardy's ear piercings and his lobes, it makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, they and they love doing that. That's their new thing they love doing. They did that with the ladder match. They did that at Hell in a Cell. I just cannot take that. I can't even watch it. Yeah, it's, it's just weird, man. This is where I feel like an old man. It's like the kids with their piercings. Like these piercings have been around a long time. I don't think it's like cringe. It's cringe type of feel. I don't think anybody like, I don't think there's an audience for this. Maybe there's some people who are just really desensitized to what they'll, you know, they find appealing. But I think a lot of people watching this, it's designed to make you go, Oh God, I don't want to see that. And I mean, that's exactly, they succeeded if that's what they were going for. I get that with the mandible claw and the fiend and the fingers in the mouth. Same thing. It just like triggers my gag reflex. It's just kind of like, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. it's very, but I mean, Vince must love it. I mean, it was like even the dog food thing last year was yeah. like, oh, it's just gross. And then they did something with Batista's nose ring at WrestleMania a couple of years right. ago. Triple H, remember that? He clipped it with a plier or something. And I didn't think I was Mr. OCD germaphobe, but oh, this begs a question. I've never asked you this before, uh, Alfred. So Matt Riddle and the bare feet. Okay. So would you rather be, kicked in the face by somebody's bare feet or by their wrestling boots that they were wearing around all day, getting grimy backstage, walking through everything or Matt Riddle's bare feet that were in flip flops until he hit the ring. Then those bare feet are just kicked all over your face. Oh, as a pro wrestler. Yeah. 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 Definitely the bare feet. I mean, when you put it that way, absolutely. I mean the bare feet, if they're not grimy, you know, if he's going to be keep kicking me in the face, I would rather have that happen in a bare feet. I wouldn't uh, want to be kicked in the face with boots constantly. I want clean socks that he put on right before the match that he put into boots, then took the boots off, went to the ring <laughs> and put his socked feet against my face. So are you an anti bare feet guy? Are you, would you more skew toward the boots? It's no. Cause he's walking around. Like think about all the crud that yeah. gets in boots backstage, like sticky do. floors. Like somebody spilled a Dr. Pepper. You ever walk through that? Yeah. That never comes off your boots ever. No. And I'm not a big OCD guy, but I think about these things when I watch professional wrestling. Yeah, that's a good thought. No, I, I, when I see him at his feet, I just wonder, like, I wonder how often he breaks his toes. I mean, that's got to be a thing that's with true. him if he's wrestling at his feet constantly. Yeah, it's true. Um, but Randy Orton winning this match made sense. He's beat Jeff Hardy before. Uh, what's So you think it's going to be Randy versus The Fiend when The Fiend comes back in his new, maybe possibly new form? 
Yeah, it looks like that. I mean, if we're three weeks out now, they're probably just saving the Fiend's big return for either the Royal Rumble match itself or a, a Royal Rumble match against Randy Orton. It's probably going to be like a specialty match. I've heard it might be a Firefly Funhouse match, which, I mean, I love the Firefly Funhouse match with John Cena, but anything Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt do is just garbage. They just bring out the really? worst. Reason. For two people who are so talented, uh, I didn't like the House of Horrors match. Uh, no, I thought that the Inferno was... A very visually pleasing match, but the finish was garbage. I just think that these two should just remember the sperm match they had at WrestleMania. It's just they have so many bad moments together that they really should just keep away from each other because they're both so talented, but they just it's like water and oil when they get together. So maybe this could uh, break the the curse. Uh, Alonzo Smith's pointing out everyone where slides, not flip ah, that is true. Slides I are think- the ones that are the Velcro strap that just goes over. Well, slides are just yeah. It doesn't have to be Velcro. It could just go right in a oh, screen. Get them fitted, and they're very they're very easy to kick off. It'd be very hard to kick off flip flops like yes. that. If he's wearing rainbows, they would get stuck. I remember this is this is like my weird classist growing up. It's like if you had a fitted hat, it was like oh somebody's rich. Not yeah. wearing a snapback, you can afford a fitted hat. Especially you know when you have a sticker on it. When they had the sticker on it, still you're oh wow, he's oh. protecting that fitted hat. Well, yeah, what was I never understood that. Was it Bill Biv DeVoe that brought that in? I feel like keeping the tags on the hats. I think it was a little later. That was like an early 2000 hip hop thing. I think a lot of uh, like Jay-Z and Nelly and a lot of rappers would just keep the tag on. And that's where I first saw it. Or at least that's why I did it too. <laughs> I swear if I go back and watch Bill Biv DeVoe, like the MTV Video Awards, maybe it was like security tags on the hats or something. I don't know. I yeah, New Jack Swing was a very, very uh, evolved time. Yeah. Uh, man, I love Bill Biv yeah, this is the second time we've talked about him. That's great. We should keep working these references. In. This is what keeps coming back to. And I explained earlier, like nobody, again, cultural appropriation. I didn't know at the time. Thank God there's no photos of me out there wearing like a cross colors jersey. Oh, know. that's okay. Yeah, I know. It just felt a little weird. Someone was kind of like, you know, this not necessarily like not necessarily yeah. meant for you. Uh, Matt, cross colors. How much of that did you own back in the early 90s? What about the Malcolm X? Uh, like Malcolm the X as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought I was so cool with that shit. I really oh, you did. too. Okay. Yeah. I bought mine in Oakland and I was like, I got, there was like, cause it, you couldn't get them in the suburbs. So I was in Oakland. Dude, one day. Kevin buy Nash, I could have sworn diesel. Really? I was just watching an old Sean Michaels match or promo and he's wearing like Pele Pele jacket. Oh yeah. Yeah. They would wear, they were FUBU. I remember Nash yes, on, on Nitro would wear FUBU. I'll never forget that. So again, this guy's name was Jamar Dunmore on my AU team going, Matt, you do realize what that means. I'm like, I don't know. It's dope. (laughs) Just so you don't sound like an idiot, Matt, it means for us by us. Do you know that? I'm like, okay. He's like, us. Us. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Well, Matt, you're back just in time to talk about Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin versus Lince Dorado and Grand Metalik. Oh, why do no? Why Grand Metalik? I hate talking about Grand Metalik. <laughs> Perfect Lucha, time too. Lucha, Lucha House Party got the win, baby. Of course they did, because nobody's. Oh God, this is the year of Lucha House Party, Matt. You just the sooner you accept it, the better it will be. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be talking about that show on on, on Wednesday. We're gonna be talking about uh, Grand Metalik uh, wrestling against uh, what is it, uh, Escobar? Or oh. Santos. Okay. Santos. And uh, it's going to be the match of the year, I'm telling you. I will say that, okay, that could be a good match. I'm not going to say it can't not be. Yeah. That's all I'll say. First great match of 2021. I'm saying it right now. Yeah. 
he's capable of having a good match. It could be a good I've match. I've got to erase. I have to unlearn and unsee a lot of Grand Metal League misbooking first. Fair. Very fair. Uh, Garza won the 24-7 title. Uh, after uh, the boogeyman showed up, that was legitimately scary. The boogeyman in the wig. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. I didn't know if those were like war. And then when he pulled it off, that was pretty freaky looking. Like he's really good at being that it, for such a crazy, like silly gimmick. It is kind. Of, if I ran into that, I'd be kind of creeped out. Yes, he legitimately creeps me out with yeah. worms in the mouth and all well, that. Like that's just uh. I'd rather have Matt Riddle's bare feet on my face than worms in my mouth. Worms in your mouth. Yes. He washes the worms ahead of time, though, right? I don't think he does. I don't think that's a fair assumption. I think he gets them right out of the dirt. Uh, okay, so let's talk about this main event. Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre tonight. Banger of a match. Drew getting the win. Keith did the launch, though. Launched Drew over the barricade, much like in NXT, what he did with Adam Cole. That was cool. Do you think Keith still looks like a star in defeat, losing clean tonight, Matt? No, Alfred. No, I don't. I didn't. Before the first commercial break, I, I saw the pad where he was just working like this giant. Which yes, Keith Lee's a big guy, but he's not Andre the Giant. He's not this like brooding monster who's just gonna pound on you. That's not the way he works at his best and at his peak. He's a guy who can go 150 miles per hour. He's a guy who's more akin to like a Kevin Owens or a Bray Wyatt even than like an Andre the Giant. And they did use him better. I thought as that match went on, I really did enjoy it more and more, but he did not seem like anything special during this match. Yeah. Um, oh, one thing we did skip over, there was a little dissension and drama as the chat room is reminding me in the Hurt Business after Mike pointing out uh, post-match MVP not happy that they lost to Lucha House Party. Yeah, they, they keep doing this thing with Cedric the uh, Cedric the Cedric Alexander. <laughs> Thank you. Now you're gonna bring my viewers to not say that. I want to say that all the time. Cedric the Alexander, where he uh he tags himself in, so he kept doing that with uh Shelton, and Shelton would get pissed, and then now they, they cost him the match. So maybe it'll cost him the titles. Yeah. We've been doing this for a while with Cedric. I like that they've just kind of built him up as this hot dogging, like young hot shot. I think that's done wonders for how he's presented on TV because he's just this show off who can win a match and just does it on his own accord. I think that's done really good for him. Yeah. No, I think that uh, the Hurt Business has really, really, really come a long way in terms yeah. of how they're uh, being booked, how they're gelling together. Um, and with Keith Lee tonight in this main event, I thought it looked good, but man, it's like I would have preferred he won the title tonight. But if he would have won, like Goldberg would probably be going over him at the Rumble. Absolutely. If, if Keith Lee won and then they have that segment with Goldberg showing up, it would be even more nuclear in terms of Goldberg coming back. Like Goldberg coming back and the idea of him going over Drew McIntyre, I think, pissed people. But if they crown Keith Lee and this is new champion and then Goldberg shows up, it, it, I mean, people would not be happy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, so tonight, this brought in some new eyeballs, some different groups that were coming back and maybe watching the show for the first time in a while. Do you think that main event hooked them enough to stick around and say, I want to see what this Drew guy does against Goldberg at the Royal Rumble? Um, If they built Keith Lee properly, it would have, but they didn't. Yeah. yeah. They had all these great segments. There were YouTube uh, clips of all these legends. Yeah. 
predicting the match. And I was certain they were going to show this throughout the night or at least put it on a video package to get you excited about this match. And they did not do that. So, I mean, I don't think anybody wanted to stay three hours to watch that. And part of that is because they didn't build it up and they had the tools to do just that. Yeah. And tonight, I mean, it's interesting. Mickey James was there tonight. Alicia Fox was there tonight. There's some people that like, are they retired? Are they coming back? Isn't Molina like uh, resigned? Like, like even Carlito, he's my boy, but like yeah. he ain't been gone from this long enough to be brought back as a legend. Hmm. And I love him. He's a friend. He just hasn't been gone long enough. Then they nixed him at the last minute. Oh, he didn't. He didn't make it. You know, I don't think he showed up. At all. I don't think he was on the show at all. Huh? Did he no show them, or did he? Do we no, know? there were reports. I think earlier, like like yesterday, that said was that he, or I think maybe a couple hours before the show, that said he's not going to be on the show, or that you know. I don't know. I just figured he was in a pre-tape somehow that I missed backstage and just playing grab ass yeah. or something. I didn't see it. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so Cardi B tweeted uh, that she hasn't watched it in years. She was confused about the WWE tweets because she was getting them after they mentioned her on the show. Cardi B, yeah, she did used to be a wrestling fan. She does tweet a lot about Eddie Guerrero. Like, once in a while, she'll tweet about Eddie Guerrero and, and whatnot. So, hey, listen, if WWE's trying to get clout out of this, good for them that Cardi B tweeted about them. That's, I mean, that's the least they can ask for. Yeah, but it's not Dionne Warwick getting into it, like, with MJF. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Bro, no. our, like, dude, Joe Biden used her to freaking get crazy over with the younger voters like 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 that i want to say was his first coming out of the goddamn basement and finally campaigning interview yeah, if i'm not mistaken um yeah. so she does have a ton of clout real quick what did what did i miss with wwe what did they say with cardi b what did i miss oh it was when the angel garza went to the room where the boogeyman <laughs> was it was like oh cardi b's in there no yeah wow i got a reaction from her hey it's pretty cool yeah they do that a lot, though. They chase Cloud a lot. But like, yeah, they love – yeah. She's on a different level of it, though, guys. Yeah. Uh, I this, I enjoyed our podcast more tonight than I did watching the show. and Way had, more. I always do. An intense Way. conversation tonight. Though. This was not like the feel-good fun time episode of the podcast, but it was still more enjoyable. I think it was. I, I, will, I will pat ourselves on the back. This was a good-ass okay. conversation we had. And this was, was much better than any shit wrestling show that we had to watch. Um, yes. Any day of the week, I'll take that conversation. Long overdue. Yeah, What's more productive? Wrestling. Yeah. Yes, productive. Good work. Yes. Uh, so, uh, did you guys finish Cobra Kai season three yet? No. No, no spoilers. I keep, Please, no I spoilers. Yeah, and I, keep, <laughs> I can't stay awake. I keep, dude, I keep conking out like on episode four. I okay. cannot. I don't know why. I'm watching it we'll too late. It. Ah, that's what we just sat down over the weekend. We watched eight Friday and two on Ugh. Saturday. Oh, wow. I haven't started, but that's exactly, I'm just going to go right through it. As soon as I started, so, I'm just going to watch everything. So, so real quick, I don't want to, I'm not going to ruin it for you, Alfred. But like, I like, so like I woke up like at two in the morning to take a piss or whatever. And I saw somebody on it. I'm not going to say who. And I'm going, what? Where is that? Shut the TV off because now I just spoiled something like four episodes from now. Yeah, that has you know what I mean. We oh, can't. Wow. We, we we have to make a deal. If we fall asleep, if one of us fall asleep, the other has got to shut this off because if you oh, wake yeah, up you to go to the bathroom, you're ruined. That's yeah. binge etiquette. <laughs> binge etiquette. Yeah. Oh, I feel bad though. I've done the thing before where I will watch ahead 
secretly yes. and then go back yes. and watch it with my wife. And I'm like, oh, I didn't watch. I think there was an entire series <laughs> that I watched myself before I watched it with my wife. And I, I liked it so much. I pretended I hadn't seen it before Good. because I knew she wouldn't be as interested in watching it if she knew yes. I watched it at the time. Yes. That's what Cobra Kai is for us, by the way. I'm trying to get her into it. Oh, liking really? it. So, yeah. I'd screw it up big time if I did that. I did that with The Undoing. Uh, with oh, the wow. and uh, but I pretended like I hadn't seen it, but like I pretended like I was guessing what was gonna happen next. So she thought I was a genius. So I was like, you know what? No, I just got good instincts, you know. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did that with uh, the boys season one, I watched secretly, and then American Vandal season one, like I watched on my own, and then oh, great show. Yeah, sometimes I like to pre-watch something to see if I That's think right. my wife's gonna like it or not, because I don't know, and I don't, you know, I don't want to be wrong. There's actually nothing worse. I don't know. Like I take this very personally. I hate when I'm excited to watch something. We watch episode one, and then I want to watch more. And my wife's like, "No, I'm good." And I'm just like, "God damn it!" It's the whole thing. I feel yeah, awful. It's uh terrible tray 89 499 oh hey terrible tray saying hey guys work schedule got moved so it's hard to catch episodes live but keep doing what you guys do thank you so much trey oh yeah so wednesday night thanks trey w nxt new year's evil you guys are going to be here to cover that uh what's the over under on raj giri showing up wednesday night Ooh, what do you think matt I don't think he will. <laughs> I Wait, think I think over. He I think because he wasn't here tonight. Okay. I think because he wasn't on tonight is why he'll be there. There you have it. And then Friday night, me, Matt Morgan, Raj Gear doesn't do Fridays anymore. We'll see. Okay, Matt's out for the night. Uh, Alfred, thank you so much. This was really fun. Yeah, it's great, time. man. It's always fun with you, man. Yeah, Matt's at BP Matt Morgan. Alfred is at This Is Nasty. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. This was a different podcast tonight. I think it was productive. I think it was good. I hope you found it interesting and entertaining. And we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.